Hello, this is Bruno Warshaw, and today we'll be mapping polyvagal herbalism on the 15-minute matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on the clinical relevance of the functional nutrition matrix, the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. The matrix is so important not only because it invites us to stop and assess, but also because it reminds us of three very important factors in our care, our recommendations, and our outcomes. Everything is connected. We are all unique and all things matter. Be sure to head over to this episode's show notes at 15minutematrix.com if you'd like to see today's topic mapped on a downloadable matrix to remind you of these critical aspects of care. Today on the 15 Minute Matrix, I'll be speaking with Brunum Warshaw. Brunum Warshaw of Well Deep Remedies is a clinical herbalist and wellness educator who weaves scientific and intuitive approaches together to support people in healing themselves with the assistance of plant medicines. They have been practicing clinically since 2012. Brunum is also a queer, non-binary femme with invisible disabilities who is descended from Irish and Ashkenazi Jewish ancestors. Their clinical practice focuses on serving their communities with navigating trauma recovery, addiction, mental health, disability, and chronic illness. Brunum, welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. Thank you so much, Andrea. I'm so glad to be here with you. And I love the weaving together of these two terms that we're discussing, polyvagal and herbalism. And I'm wondering if you can start us out by defining polyvagal theory so that we can then dive into polyvagal herbalism. Absolutely. Yes. So polyvagal theory is the theory of our autonomic nervous system, which is the foundation of our lived experience of safety, protection, and connection. So it was presented in 1994 by Dr. Stephen Porges, who's a behavioral neuroscientist. And I do think it's important to note that polyvagal theory is just a theory, and it has been criticized for its inconsistencies, lack of scientific evidence, and admittedly, it has been misused as kind of a new age buzzword in the wellness industry. So I just need to mention that. It's been put into practice in the world of psychotherapy for trauma healing, notably by licensed clinical social worker and author Deb Dana, who has informed a lot of my work with this theory, her writing. And then polyvagal theory has three organizing principles, which are hierarchy, neuroception, and co-regulation. So hierarchy refers to the three states that our nervous system takes us through throughout each day. So through connection, which is referred to as ventral vagal, the ventral vagal state, mobilization, also known as the sympathetic response, fight or flight is a common way of knowing about mobilization, and then disconnection or collapse, which is the dorsal vagal state. So polyvagal theory proposes that we move through these states in a predictable order, And that helps us in a clinical context to kind of understand what's going to happen when and why. Neuroception, another organizing principle, is 
how we receive and interpret cues from both inside and outside ourselves. And a neuroception also influences these nervous system state shifts. And then the third part of polyvagal theory, co-regulation, it refers to the biological process and necessity of experiencing safe connection with entities outside ourselves. So primarily other humans, but also I think about this a lot in herbalism, we can co-regulate with plants, we can co-regulate with animals and even places. So polyvagal theory is essentially the theoretical science of connection and Its premise centers the vagus nerve, that's the vagal part of the word, and so the vagus nerve is also known as the X nerve or the 10th cranial nerve, and it's the longest and most complex of our cranial nerves. So it runs from the brain through the face and thorax to the abdomen. It's a bidirectional communication conduit for many of our major organ systems particularly those that are impacted by stress and trauma. And vagal tone is the measure of how effectively the vagus nerve is conducting signals between different places along its wandering pathway. And so Dr. Stephen Porges suggests that measuring vagal tone can be done through measuring our heart rate variability as a measure of resilience in our nervous systems. So what that would look like is dysregulation via stress and trauma would lead to low vagal tone. And then polyvagal theory can be a guide for how we increase our vagal tone and thus our nervous system's ability to communicate fluidly with itself and to be able to better access safety and connection. I love how you broke that down for us because I know polyvagal is spoken about a lot these days and to kind of give us that rundown of that understanding of what are we speaking about here does allow us to take that next step into what is polyvagal herbalism? (laughs) Yes, thank you. So polyvagal herbalism is the combination of my training and experience as a clinical herbalist with my understanding of polyvagal theory. So this is a new direction of study and practice that I've initiated with the publication of my article in 2021 in the Journal of the American Herbalist Guild. So I published an article called Polyvagal Herbalism. I've been in clinical practice since 2012, and my herbal practice is grounded in the physiology of the nervous system as I learned it through one of my teachers, Lydia Bartholo, who is a psychiatric nurse practitioner and also a trained herbalist. And in her work, she focuses in particular on the HPA axis and the impact of elevated cortisol levels over time, as well as addiction medicine. And she's amazing and a constant source of inspiration for me. More recently in my work, I've been experimenting with bringing special attention to the vagus nerve, in addition to the other ways I've already been practicing with herbs for the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system responses. And in my work supporting trauma survivors herbally, who are the majority of my communities and my clientele, I've observed that we need to cultivate a more nuanced understanding of how stress and safety are experienced by our clients and the ways that herbs can influence those experiences. So for example, sedative herbs can be really scary and ineffective for someone who is in a state of prolonged hypervigilance. But many herbalists will suggest sedative herbs for someone experiencing anxiety without any pause. So I'm trying to kind of intervene on this trend of oversimplified understandings of nervous system herbs. 
And I've been experimenting with strategies that polyvagal theory suggests will help us improve vagal tone and promote greater autonomy with moving through our different nervous system states of trying to access safety and connection. So I want to be really transparent that polyvagal herbalism is a new and experimental approach to integrating the support of plant medicines with these techniques and this theory. Yeah. I mean, it makes so much sense. And I'm so glad that you are forging that new territory. And I'm wondering if you could just dive in a little bit more deeply into why we would consider herbalism as a methodology to support the nervous system. I mean, I believe in it, but like, just give us your insight. Like, why is that? Totally. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty biased. I've been deep in the in the herbal world for a long time now. So I really believe that herbs can directly support all of our different body systems in profound ways. And so the nervous system is no exception. And not only can herbs help us deal with the physiological impacts of chronic and acute stress, but they can also be used alongside pharmaceutical medications that also work on the nervous system. So I'm really into integrating multiple kinds of tools, and that's what holistic health means to me. So in addition to the physical support, building relationships with plant medicines to support our mental health can be fulfilling on emotional and even spiritual levels. I really believe and have seen that working with plants in intentional ways can help our clients establish coping mechanisms to deal with the ongoing trauma that we're all living in, in addition to whatever our various individual trauma histories might be. So herbalism as a modality really often shines as a form of preventative care. And so I believe that addressing stress and trauma botanically can help mitigate the stress disease connection, which has been researched in many mainstream scientific ways. Yeah, so well said and such an important point. Who would we be thinking about that could most benefit from this support? You've sort of hinted at it, but can you just dive in a little bit deeper there? Absolutely. Yeah. I think the people that can most benefit from this type of support would be complex trauma survivors, people with PTSD, people navigating high stress levels over long periods of time, which is many of us. It's a large swath of of the population there. People with chronic illnesses and complex health concerns, and generally multiply marginalized people surviving our world's ongoingly violent and oppressive conditions. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that. I mean, I really feel strongly that functional medicine and functional nutrition can and should be serving more diverse patient populations because everybody is suffering and there's underlying conditions that are also at play with those that are experiencing more marginalized situations in our culture. So how do we bring this multi-tiered, multifaceted, integrative approach to support those who are in most need? And I feel really strongly about that, which is why I'm so glad to be talking to you and that you're talking about this and really directly addressing it with the people who need it most. How do we work with herbs for polyvagal support in practice? Like which herbs, what methods, when we're considering all these factors that you're talking about, what's the best way in, in terms of the how-to, I guess I'll say? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So one way to work with herbs for polyvagal support in your practice is to identify how the herbs that you already work with might relate to and influence vagus nerve activity. 
as well as to start assessing the way that your client inhabits their nervous system and the patterns with their stress responses. So I don't practice protocol-based herbalism, especially for trauma recovery, because it's so important to work with the individual as a whole person and to tailor our approach to the specificity of their experience and their goals. That being said, there are a lot of layers of opportunity with polyvagal herbalism, and I expect to be developing more work around how to initiate nervous system state shifts using herbs in a trauma-informed polyvagal way. So at this point, I really want to focus on gentle nourishing approaches as kind of the first layer of intervention. So I recommend a focus on restoration of depleted nervous systems using nourishing herbs like fresh milky oat seed extract. I know it's nice to have something focused to grip onto in terms of like a how-to. So I just want to speak a little bit about fresh milky oat seed. That plant is the Latin genus is Avena sativa. It's related to the common oat as known in oatmeal. And it provides acute support for stress management and works via direct stimulation of the hypothalamus and the nerves. It's also a trophorestorative, which means it's a food with an affinity for a particular system. And in this case, it's an affinity for the adrenal glands and the nervous system. So it's really nourishing to those systems in particular. Milky oats rebuilds neural tissue, which encourages the neurons to speak with each other with more fluency. And it tonifies the vagus nerve and thus encourages the nervous system to communicate better with itself. I really love milky oat and talk about it a lot because it's safe for usage for most people which is not the case with a lot of other herbs that I might speak to. It's not generally recommended for people with celiac disease. So that's a major contraindication to know. And one thing that I also, it feels important for me to note with oats is that there is a difference between the milky oat seed extract and dry oat straw, which is often used as a tea, an herbal infusion. And I love oat straw infusion. It's wonderful. It's mineralizing. It's nutritive. It's really gentle and pleasant and not to be underestimated. However, all these effects that I'm talking about are specifically from the milky oat seed extract. And there's just a window in the springtime with the milky oat seed where the unripe seed produces a kind of latex fluid that you can actually express from the seed. You can see like a viscous milky fluid and then we extract that into alcohol or glycerin or vinegar to prepare it as a tincture form. And that is kind of a snapshot in time of that moment with the oat plant. And that's really the medicine that I'm talking about. And so for the fresh seed extract, I recommend that people take that daily multiple times as a how-to for polyvagal herbalism. I love that so much because I've worked with oat straw definitely for digestive health and I haven't worked with the oat seed extract. So that was an amazing clinical pearl. And my next question for you was, if there's one thing we could do to support ourselves and our clients, what would that be? I'm really curious about the oat seed extract. So that's one thing for me, but what else could we be thinking about to embrace some of the ground that you are forging? I have a couple ideas. I'll try to keep it 
as brief as possible. I love the prompt of one thing now. And I'm like, okay, well, there's, here's two things now. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> love that. Options. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. Um, so one thing that I think of is studying and befriending your own nervous system states, learning to identify your personal experiences with dorsal vagal collapse, sympathetic activation, ventral vagal co-regulation, and mixed nervous system states. So it's not just these three pure states too. So I think cultivating a felt sense of these different nervous system responses will help us understand how herbs, foods, and other modalities can be resources to help with specific state shifts and improving overall vagal tone. And also, if you have that personal embodied knowledge of what it feels like, it's going to help you teach your clients how to identify and inhabit their own nervous system states with more agency. So that is a life's work right there. Right there. (laughs) Um, So a more concrete tip. So vagal tone is measured via heart rate variability. And heart rate variability is a measure of the beat to beat changes in our heart rate. And the normal variability in heart rate is due to the synergistic action of the two branches of the autonomic nervous system. So the sympathetic nerves act to accelerate the heart rate while the parasympathetic or vagus nerve slows it down. And the sympathetic and parasympathetic branches are continually interacting to maintain cardiovascular activity in its optimal range and to permit appropriate reactions to changing external and internal conditions, aka stress and trauma. So the analysis of heart rate variability serves as a dynamic window into the function and balance of our autonomic nervous systems. I, for this reason, recommend that we all integrate a nice herbal cardiotonic into our daily life, such as Hawthorne. Hawthorne's one of my favorites. And on a physical level, Hawthorne maintains the integrity of blood vessels, it can slow a rapid heart rate, reduce high blood pressure, fight oxidative stress, help with circulation, strengthen the heart muscle itself, and it's even been clinically proven to prevent congestive heart failure when it's used appropriately. So it's a really powerful tonic food for our hearts, and it even works on the emotional and spiritual levels to bolster us through many kinds of heart pain like grief and breakups and heartbreak of different kinds. So essentially supporting our heart and supporting our own vagal tone and the physical resilience of our hearts will help us better support our clients. Ooh, I love that. So many clinical pearls in there, Brunum. I have to ask you while I have you here, what do you think from your lens, your research, your practice that we or all clinicians are missing or getting wrong in our support of clients or patients with chronic health challenges or challenging life or even medical histories? Yeah. Thank you so much for asking that. It's a brave question in in some ways. I don't think there's a one size fits all approach or a miracle herb or even miracle set of herbs that are going to cure trauma or complex chronic health conditions. So Bravo. I think, yeah, <laughs> any practitioner kind of approaching these kinds of health concerns with rigid protocols is probably missing the mark, in my opinion. And then what I think the medical industrial complex and the world of alternative health care both tend to miss is a thorough analysis of systemic oppression, 
power and privilege and the implications that this kind of trauma has not only for people's health, but also for their access to healing resources. And without having this analysis, we can't co-create more equitable systems of care. So a question we could ask ourselves is how are we making our services accessible to those who are most systems impacted? For an example from my practice is I offer sliding scale rates and I donate consults and herbal medicine to mutual aid projects. And just on a collective level, I would like for us to develop more models of truly accessible and integrative care across and between modalities to better serve our clients with chronic health issues and challenging life histories. Mm, mic drop, Runam. I have chills. Yes, yes, yes to that. Thank you so much for joining us here on the 15-Minute Matrix. Thank you so much for having me, Andrea. The 15-Minute Matrix is hosted and produced by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. The podcast is edited and mixed by Brian Paik of Pacific Audio, and special thanks to Natalie Merrill, Alia Hale, Pamela Geismar, and Rowan Bradley for their support in making the 15-Minute Matrix possible. You can find episodes on all kinds of topics with more incredible guests at our podcast website, 15minutematrix.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to see the completed functional nutrition matrix that accompanies today's or any episode, be sure to head over to the podcast website. Again, that's 15minutematrix.com. We love when you share our episodes with your friends and colleagues, leave a review and rate the show. That helps us to grow our collective message that functional nutrition is the future of healthcare. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Functional Nutrition Alliance, and you can follow me at Andrea Nakayama. And if you or someone you know is interested in becoming a functional nutrition counselor, head over to fxnutrition.com to learn more about our full body systems program. Full Body Systems is our 10-month immersion course where you'll learn the systems-based approach to addressing the root causes of your clients' issues through client education, diet, and lifestyle modification. Again, you can always learn more at fxnutrition.com.